Hi everyone, it's Kalish. Nicole. And Emily. And this is We Literary Cannot Stop Reading. Emily's um, today, eating gushers. Yeah, Emily's eating some gushers. I just got done with my fruit roll-up. We're Oops. in quarantine zone right now. Um, we also are doing our podcast in a different room, so sorry if the acoustics sound weird, and or you can hear our dogs because we wanted to hang out with them while doing this. Yeah. Yeah, things change with the quarantine, man. I know. The best part about it is the dogs, dogs all the time. Um, so did we? This week we're gonna talk about um the book The Ember Queen by Laura Sebastian, which is the third in this trilogy. We've the been... final book in the Ash Princess trilogy. So if you guys are like, man, I wish they would do a different book because I haven't read these. Sorry. Well, well, that's next. So <laughs> just wait a couple weeks. Um, but I thought we should start off talking about things we've already, or we've been reading recently, right? Yeah. that was a thing we started yeah. doing. Yeah. So, Nicole, you just read Ember Queen. Yeah. Right? I just finished Ember Queen, and I've started reading Grave Mercy, again, a series we've already read, because Emily was like, I'm going to read that, and I was like, me too, man. I just put it on hold at the library for audiobook. I mean, we own the book book, so I so might just read it during this quarantine, depending on how long it is. You might but... be waiting for me. <laughs> I feel like you're um, trying to race me, Nicole. <laughs> I think you're winning. <laughs> um, That's because I knew that you were reading it, and I'm like, I'm going to finish oh, it really? first. <laughs> no, I, I'm I was like, damn. Anyway. I was like, just doing my no, own thing. No, it's not because of you, but... Okay. I mean, that doesn't hurt. I'm a competitive <laughs> reader for some reason. I, I don't, sometimes am too. I don't know why. I'm kind of competitive if we're both reading it for the first time, but the second time I don't feel as much because, like, okay. we both know what happens. Literally, my dog, my ginormous 90-pound dog, is, like, trying to get on the table right now. So, so they've been, oh. like, sleeping all morning, but the second we try to, like, talk and have conversations, they're <laughs> like, we want to be in this party. We need yeah. to be into the... Okay, and my tiny dog is being weird too, so. Well, he's not tiny. He's 35 pounds, but he's tiny in comparison to my yeah. other dog. So yeah, you're big. I like a big dude. Sure. I like um, a big girl. I'm sassy. I've been reading Bone Forger. No. No, Heart Forger, which is the second to Bone Witch. I don't remember who wrote it, and we are recording on my phone right now, so I can't really look it up, but whatever. Um, it's not that good. <laughs> It, but uh, the first one wasn't that good, but the second one so far is definitely better, and I'm... You said, right, that when you started the second one, you were like, oh yeah, I didn't like the first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't hate it, though, so, eh, we'll see. Okay, Torbear. Oh, um... Stop. Grave Mercy is by Robin Lefevers, which I think we've said before. I'm sure we have talked about that one. Stop. Stop. I know we have. Cause... It's great. We love it. Sorry, I'm yelling at my dog, not, not you guys. So I'm reading Grave Mercy, which I literally said on the last one, I'm probably going to read Grave Mercy next. Whoa. (laughs) And um, I am reading Grave Mercy, and it's like literally probably my favorite series. Like, I forgot when I, I literally forgot how much I loved it. Like, reading it again, I'm like, this book is amazing. I think that we're going to have to... Maybe our next podcast should be the Grave Mercy series or something mm-hmm. because yeah. I know that Tyler's was like, um, I'm gonna read listen to your podcast if you like do a book I've actually read, but That's I don't fair. want a bunch of spoilers for books I haven't read yet. That's and fair. Which like, if you guys email us books you want us to do because you've read them. Yep. And you we... should tell Tyler to read the Ash Princess trilogy. Yeah. Hi Tyler. 
He probably <laughs> won't read them because they're not very good. They're also, great! <laughs> I don't think I'm going to recommend I'm them gonna to Facebook him. I'm going to Facebook messenger him and you be should. like, read Ash Princess. And I'm going to Facebook messenger Taylor. him and be like, um, trust me more. We know each other better and you won't like them. Maybe I'll okay. Facebook message him and say, <laughs> that gives I'm not me, sure how you'll feel. That gives me an in to make Tyler my new friend. Okay. Hey, Tyler. <laughs> he's, a good, he's a good reading buddy. Um... Also, you can hear our stupid dogs. Okay, I love them. They're not stupid. But now they've decided they want to play and yeah. drop their giant marrow bones on the floor. They so. were literally sleeping, so we were like, let's just do it out here. Yeah. 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 Now this... I'm uh, no, possibly but... regretting that decision. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway. I think I just read something else, too, but I... but I can't remember what it was, but I feel like I just finished something. Maybe it was the Amber Queen that I'm thinking of. <laughs> Probably was. I don't know if last time we had um, oh my gosh. Pod podcasted. So loud. <laughs> okay, take them outside. <laughs> bam! A story bam, bam, bam. to throw her bone across the room. <laughs> okay. I'm waiting for Boots to start screaming because right. they both have bones. There's a bone too right there if y'all want another one. Okay, alright. Okay. I think we good? Okay. We'll see. Sorry, yeah. guys. We suck. I was going to say, I finished that Felicia Day book. Um, mm. You're never weird on the internet, almost. And I loved it. Because um, I relate a lot to her now, right now. Other than being, you know, super talented at everything like mm -hmm. she is. Because, yeah. Honestly, I'm super excited about being able to read during this quarantine. Right. I feel like I just didn't have a lot of time before, and now I'm like, yes, I can yeah. read. It was also our spring break, so it's kind of like an overlap of spring break and quarantine. Well, sorry if y'all get buzzing during this. I'm trying to turn it to, um... Airplane? No. Okay, wait, hold on. Hold on, guys. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I had to turn off my vibration, because we're like, you know... Super good at this podcasting just, thing and yeah. record on my phone. So we have so many Just listeners. keep it going. Right? We'll get the hang of it eventually. <laughs> when two of us are like... But the if you start listening to later ones, yeah. we're much better. I'm so sorry about that Guernsey summary. It's how I talk in real life too, I'll be honest. Just <laughs> really emphasizing every single detail. <laughs> um, okay, so Ember Queen... Yeah. yeah, Amber Queen. That's the thing we're doing today. Should we? Who's reading the cover? Is it me? I, I think, think it's it you. is you. Okay. Oh yeah, Skippers. At like minute seven. All right, Prince. I have not re read this beforehand, so I'll probably stumble because that's who I am. Princess Theodosia was a prisoner in her own country for a decade. Renamed the Ash Princess, she endured relentless abuse and rid ridicule from the Kaiser and his court. But though she wore a crown of ashes, there is still fire in Theo's blood. As the rightful heir to the Australian crown, I couldn't remember how to say that word for a second, to the Australian crown, it runs in her veins, and if she learned nothing else from her mother, she learned that a queen never cowers. Now free with a misfit army of rebels to, her, to back her, Theo must, must liberate her enslaved people and face a terrifying new enemy, the new Kaiserin. What is this word? I'm... Sorry, I'm being stupid right now. Imbued? Okay. Imbued with a magic no one understands, yeah, the Kaiserin is determined <laughs> to burn down anyone and everything in her way. 
The Kaiserin's strange power is growing strong, and with Prince Soren as her hostage, there is more at stake than ever. Theo must learn to embrace her own power if she has any hope of standing against the girl she once called her heart's sister. Oh my gosh, these freaking dogs. Xander, the chillest dog around, is like, let's play, let's play. Right, it's not Tori or Boots that are like psychopaths. It's, sorry, I'm, that was rude to use that word. That are real energetic. Sorry that I'm stupid and couldn't figure out what that word was. I didn't want to mispronounce it. I'm pretty sure I could have figured that out, but... But once you have to, like, read aloud, it's like every kid's nightmare yes, when the oh teacher's like, you, and you're like, I'm not reading aloud because I stumble. I literally, like, get panicky when I have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is stupid, but whatever. I'm like, I know how to read. I know words. Right? I promise. All right. All right. What are the questions, Nicole? Yeah. So, Emily and I kind of looked over the questions last night and switched them up a little bit, so... But... We can see how it goes. We can change more. We can take at, like, add some or whatever. Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, what did you like best about the book? Oh my gosh. I so I was supposed to think before, think ahead, and actually prepare myself for this question because I don't know. Oh, I have one. So, because I took notes after I finished it yesterday. So I think my favorite part is when Theo and Art are on the boat. So a little while in, they get on Wasp, I think is how it's pronounced, Soren's boat. And Theo and Art kind of have this, like, girl talk because Art, who's always like, I'm not about that. I'm not about, you know, chit-chatting about, you know, boys and love and all that stuff. And Art's like, all right, you got freaking one minute, Theo. And they have a girl talk, but it was actually more so because Art wanted to have a girl talk, and you kind of see like her hard exterior like sloughing off, and she's pretending to be all annoyed. And it was it was just a cool part, and I definitely like Art more in this book. So that was my favorite part, I think. I think my favorite part was just the relationship between Theo and Soren the whole time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I mean, oh my god. Worst podcasters ever. Um, just their relationship was cool throughout the entire series, but I feel like it really came together in this one. And they, you know, they understand each other really well. They understand that, like, they're there for each other, but, like, overall she's there for her country. And, like, but that's, like, okay with him. And Yeah, yeah. it was, that was probably my favorite part, too, because I feel like it... There's a new level in each book. Like, in the mm -hmm. first book, I feel like their relationship was, like, they clearly cared for each other, but it was not real. And then the second book, it was, like, she was showing how much she cared about him, but she wasn't, like, able to... Um, fully give her heart to him while everybody else was like kind of against it and then in the third book I feel like it really just shows like how right they are for each other and how like even with everything pulling them apart like they just love each other okay we paused it because Nicole is now on a mission to go let the dogs outside because they're being redonkulous she said she's liberating the doggos so, yeah, the relationship. I like how, like, it's not the focus of the books, but mm -hmm. it's, like, a good side plot. I 
like when I'm reading it, I do wish that there was more of it because like I'm in it for the relationship. <laughs> but I just love like I think you're right. Like if there was too much of it, then it pulls the focus away from like where it really should be. Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. I think that some books, a lot of books, the that's where the focus should be, but not in this book. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say your favorite part, Kalish? Yeah, just the relationship. Yeah. I also enjoyed, like, kind of the dichotomy between hers and Theo and Soren and Theo and Blaze, where Soren is really understanding and supportive of how she is a queen, because Soren also, in his own right, is, you know, a ruler, where Blaze kind of throws it in Theo's face that she cares so much for her country. Yeah, and kind of along with that, like, this might come up again, but how Blaze was like, Blaze always says, like, you always put your country before me or whatever, which, and Soren is like, well, you should, like, you're mm -hmm. the queen, and, like, it just shows really well in this book, because, like, sh she doesn't even really have a relationship with Blaze, and she, like, tells him, like, I don't know, but, and then when Soren is, like, about to die, mm -hmm. and she's, like, trying, trying, trying to hold off on, like, shutting him out of, like, their, like, safety zone, mm -hmm. you know, um, like, she really doesn't want to, but she literally is about to, like, sacrifice him yeah well, and, and he's like willing to sacrifice himself. Oh, yeah. and yeah, yeah he completely understands that he's which... like he's trying to run to this mm -hmm. um, safety zone in one part yeah. and like people are chasing him and they're too close to him so like he can't make it to the safety zone in time so they have to shut him out so they're like i liked how yeah. that part like showed both sides of like how like it's not just blaze like she is willing to do whatever it takes, even with Soren. Like, it's not yeah. like, it's just that she loves him more, even though she obviously does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, there's also the understanding, um, oh, go ahead. And the, the side of Soren, where he's like, well, I want you to sacrifice me if that's what it takes. I want you to sacrifice whatever it takes, because, like, you are the queen, and, like, you have to do whatever it takes to get your country back. Yeah, well, I also like how throughout the book, though, Soren is definitely on the Australian side, during all of these moments he, where they're taking Calabaxians, which are his people, he is also kind of showing his side as their ruler slash their kind of champion as knowing they all need to indeed face punishment, but also wanting to kind of, I don't know, like make sure that their punishment is doled out fairly opposed to some people who are like, just kill them all, even the children. Yeah. Um, what did you like least about the book? I didn't like when they, okay, this is going to maybe come off wrong at first, but I'm going to explain it. So I didn't like when they, like, hinted that Art might be gay Um, for, what's her name? Mayo or Mal. Mal, yeah. Um, And not for the reason that that might have sounded like, but just because I felt like through the first two, she was so, like, independent, and then in the second one, she was like, I don't really think I have romantic feelings towards people. Mm -hmm. Like, and then the third one, she's like, oh, we kissed. 
Yeah. And I was like, that's, I don't know, I felt like they were holding strong with the, like, asexual thing. I and agree. I thought it was kind of cool, and then they were like, she was like, oh, actually, maybe I'm just a lesbian. That's what mm-hmm. I was gonna say. Like, I felt like maybe she was, like, asexual, and, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, she doesn't have feelings for these people, like, mm-hmm. or even if she's not asexual, like, she hadn't find, found the right person yet, and, like, yeah. not that, like, she shouldn't be a lesbian or whatever, but, right. like, she... She never, like, showed any interest in male or female through yeah. the first two books, and then all of a sudden she likes this girl because she's a complete bitch to her. Like, right. Yeah, that was also I... a weird choice. It's kind of yeah. like, I feel like people will say, like, oh, you see people who are arguing a lot, but it actually means they're in love. And I get that kind of, like, sometimes people bicker back and forth, but that's not, like, friendly bickering during the book. They like, hate they each other. hate each other and argue at every single turn. I kind of wondered, like, halfway through this book if that's what... So did I. Yeah, if that's what they were going to do. And I was like... Oh, I really hope like, not. I almost would have liked it better if she had been, like, in love with Theo or Same. something. Like, something that she, like, discovered. But it was just... I don't know. And then they didn't even, like, do anything with it. It wasn't like she was with her either. So it wasn't like she got this happy ending and they just needed to tie it up. It was just like, oh, maybe I'm a lesbian. Okay. Yeah. And then pretty much didn't talk about it. Yeah. And, like... Whatever. People do have weird feelings. Not weird. I didn't mean... Yeah. People do have just, like... Like, random yeah. feelings sometimes for different uh, yeah. people, but... I agree, but I feel like because of, like, what we've said about, like, the relationship not being the main focus of this story, like, there was no need to sum up her mm-hmm. relationship with this random person. Agreed. Like, it just wasn't important. I also kind of just liked that everything, like, everyone else's relationships were kind of messes, and then Art's like, dude, I just don't have, like romantic emotions towards people and it was kind of like that's kind of cool yeah and it's also I feel like talking about representation in books like you don't see many people who are asexual in general so exactly I thought it was really cool until they she was like oh hold on maybe I'm not and I was like and it's not like they didn't I don't know there is representation of a lot of different things in this Mm -hmm. book which yeah like I mean um, Heron and Eric are you know part of the LGBTQ spectrum as well so yeah. I don't know. Like, it wasn't terrible or anything, but it, it I didn't think it added anything at all, and I actually mm-hmm. thought it took away from yeah something that could have been. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe my least favorite part, and it's just because you're supposed to be sad at the end, but it was really sad. Like, I don't know. Everyone dying and stuff was sad, but you're supposed to be sad, so it's not really a... I didn't think it was that sad. I wasn't sad. <laughs> I don't know why. I was sad, man. Was she like, told me that when she finished reading it last night. She was like, no, I'm sad. That was so sad. And I was like, okay. Yeah, she was really like, I don't think it was sad. And I'm like, oh, Jiku. <laughs> well, we'll get more into that, I feel like. Yeah. Emily, what did... Was your same with Kalish about what you like least? What'd you say? The, the thing with art. What'd you say? I said the deaths at the end. It's my so cool. least favorite thing? Yeah. I don't know. Moving right. on. <laughs> um, so I guess we can kind of go with the what characters you like best and least, which is probably similar to the past ones. This one just added art in there for me. That's one of my favorites. I already liked her in the second book. But... I liked her. She definitely grows on me each book. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's a question we added, but I am just going to say it. I love... Um, Arts character development. Yeah. Some three questions on there. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we're very structured. I don't like to be structured, Nicole. Come I was on. joking because we're not structured at all. <laughs> Only you are. <laughs> you mean because I have all my notes and the notes that we take 
for the questions we have. But <laughs> I like Soren. Soren, I like yeah. Soren. I hate Blaze. Soren's obvious. Yeah, Blaze is always Soren's gonna be obviously my, least my favorite. favorite. But because I've said that each podcast, you guys are probably yeah. Me Soren and Arn are my favorites. <laughs> Blaze is probably my least favorite. Um, wasn't a huge fan of Brigitte, but I kind of there's not I much. Don't even know who that I don't is. even remember who Press that is. mom. Oh, oh, but like well, I didn't feel yeah, like there I was. I didn't feel like she was very important. Yeah, there wasn't much to her. Um, favorite quote or scene? Why did okay, stand out? Okay, I have a quote this time. Look yeah. at me being prepared. I snapped a picture of this quote as I was reading it the book. It is the because... best quote of the book. Is it the chink in the armor? <laughs> we had this whole conversation about how I had never heard the phrase chink in the armor before. And, and Emma was like, it's a normal thing. And I was like, no, it's not. And then it was in this book. And she's like, see? So. <laughs> ben and Kalish were both like, oh my gosh. What are you saying? And I'm like. Was I not there for That's this? a phrase. So. That's okay, I've a heard very it. common yes. phrase. <laughs> okay. I've been on your side, Emily Phelps. So my quote was like, like at the end. Um, after the big battle, <laughs> they won. Spoiler. <laughs> um, so they captured Cress, and Theo goes down to talk to her in the dungeon. And she gives Cress a knife, you know, so she can kill herself. Easy way out. Without being murdered in front of a whole bunch and of people. And Cress is like, why? So this is Theo's response, and I really liked how she said it. She said, because you were kind to me once. You were kind to me when you didn't have to be, and your kindness might have come with thorns, but it was enough for me then. Consider this exactly that, a kindness with thorns. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I remember liking that now that you mentioned it. Yeah, that's a really good quote. Um, so, because I didn't want to steal Emily's quote, I came up with another one that I liked that um, when Theo was in the fire mine at the beginning, she had to go through like these three tests, and the first one was with her mom, um, and they were planting, and Theo was telling her the whole time, like, this ground is, like, completely destroyed. Like, nothing is going to grow here. And her mom says, all it takes is one seed, my love, one sprout to push through the earth to dig its roots deep and wide. If I have to plant a million seeds to find the one, that's exactly what I'll do. And it kind of makes me think of both in the sense of hope and in the sense of, like, terrible things, that it really takes one seed to take root for things to change and grow. Mm -hmm. So that was probably my favorite quote, other than Emily's. I don't have one because I'm not prepared. Just so you know, I came up with my quote first. She's trying to steal it. No, <laughs> she really did. She did that and I was like, damn, that's a good quote. That's on point. Um, and there's the what character would you like to meet? And I feel like everyone, probably Soren. Soren. Art. I Soren, but I don't yeah. really care that much. Well, so. Soren's taken, so I guess I I'd just be sad if I met him. <laughs> I don't really feel the need to meet anyone, to be honest. Yeah. So we took out the place would you like to visit and kind of switched it up with... Um, how do you feel about the characters changing in the story? And, like, who changed the most? I definitely feel like art changed the most yeah. throughout the entire series. I feel yeah. like it was... I liked her character development the most because she... It was a natural mm -hmm. change. It, was. it wasn't like, oh, she was like that, and now she's all of a sudden like this. It was more how you would re really change because she mm -hmm. was like, 
you know, as she got to know her friends more, she started opening up and she started mm-hmm. letting go of her past and moving towards the future, mm-hmm. I felt like. And, and trusting I just really people. liked it. Well, mm-hmm. even at the end when they're talking about, like, how they might almost, like, shut Soren out of the safety zone and he's going to die, even Art is there hoping for Soren to come, which is a mm-hmm. big change from her saying, kill all the Calabaxians, they're all evil, you know, kill Soren as fast as you can, to caring about these people around her and kind of, I don't know. Starting to develop relationships. I also liked how her relationship with her mom kind of progressed. Yes. Dragonsbane or whatever. Because at first her mom, like, seemed to not care at all about her. And then you see how she really does care about her. She just doesn't really know how to express it, which kind of explains art, too, a little bit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. All right. What do you think of the title of the book and, like, how it relates? What title would you pick? I still think... It should have been the Queen of Flame and Fury. Yeah. I agree. I understand, like, we talked about last podcast, why they maybe didn't do that, because it sounds too close to the Court of Thorns and... Or the Court of Mist and Fury. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I looked them up because I knew that there were other titles that sounded like that. And there definitely are, but there's nothing that's exactly that. But I still understand her wanting to, like, be different, you know? And I feel like the other two were so short like that, too. Like, two words. It makes sense, but... But then she shouldn't have, like, made it, you know, she should have just made it in the first place, like, oh, they're calling you the Ember Queen, because yeah, for her to say, to put that in they're there. calling you, like, the Queen of Flame and Fury, or whatever it was, and then not name the book that, it yeah. seemed weird to me. I agree. Yeah. It's um, not a bad name, though. And then no. they, I, maybe she, like, planned on naming the book that, because that was at the end of the second book, and then in the third book, when they brought it up again, they were like, they're calling you the Queen of Flame and Fury, but also, like, some people are calling you the Ember Queen. Yeah. And on the top, it says, of the, like, of the book, of the cover, it says, the Prince of Princess of Ashes is dead, long live the Queen. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get the Ember Queen, like, Ember in the Ashes or yeah. whatever, which is, you know, a different name of a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also good. All right. What do you think of the cover and... If there's different covers, what did you like best? So there are two covers for this book. Oh, I didn't look up the other one. What does it look like? The other one is a crown with, like, flames in it. Oh, weird. I'm going to look it up. Which? We have the one with, like, uh, she's got the fire stone Yeah, necklace. which took me a while to realize that I was kind of like, what the heck is that? And then I realized, I'm like, oh, it's Empelio's um, fire gem. I like that. Oh, I see the other one now. Emily's pulled it up. So, I like the one with the crown, but it I have mixed feelings. On the one hand, I kind of like it more because it goes more with the theme of the other ones. Right. But on the other hand, like, it looks too similar to the to, first one. Yes, that's how I felt. So, I actually, I really like the, the cover of this book because I think it makes a lot of sense. I think the cover of the second book is stupid. Yeah. Um, but I think they did an okay job with the first and the third. Yeah, I get this because now that I realize, I'm like, oh, I don't... I like the first one the best, for Me too. Sure. Me too. I didn't realize at first, for some reason, I just like, why does it look like a ruby? And even though they talk about how they are spirit gems, which wouldn't look like, you know, a polished rock, I just assumed, like, the fire gem was kind of like an orange stone. I, I, mm. it's weird things that happen in your imagination. Much it like that. Yeah, that's how Except I imagine it. Smaller. How it, yeah. it on makes more sense. Just not how I... That's fair. Yeah. Um, what'd you know about the book before you read it? I mean, we knew the whole backstory. Yeah, backstory, but I, um, 
I didn't really know anything that was going to happen because we all pretty much read it at most yeah. the exact same time. Yeah, and you guys yeah, are really good it, about it keeping it. It was right after it came quiet, out, too, so. so it's not like I heard any spoilers or anything. Yeah. Um, do you think there are any, like, morals or deeper meaning that the author was trying to kind of convey through this? I think she was trying to convey, like, power and, like, yeah. how power corrupts. Yeah, I was also, you know, like, racism and colonizing and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But that's li- kind of throughout the whole thing. I liked the whole thing. idea of, like, like, her, like, development, I guess, of realizing that not all Calvaxians are the yeah. same and, like, I don't know, stuff like that, I guess. I agree. I, I actually put that down kind of, like, also when changing the tides of power, realizing, you know, that not everyone has, one, not everyone has the same amount of guilt. So that's one thing that they talk about at the end when the Calvaxians are going to get trials. There's going to be the people who actively oppressed and killed, but there's also people who, while they didn't actually kill or maybe have slaves, they still stood by idly while these things happened to people. And then there's the children who didn't really have any say and they all kind of have different levels of guilt which i mm-hmm. like about kind of the story yeah i agree um then if you could hear the story from another perspective who would you pick i think i think cress would be cool mm-hmm. to even understand because she was kind of not a good villain to be honest like because you kind of sympathize a little bit or no because like i don't feel like i feel like she I was like, oh, gosh, if you sympathize with her, you're, you must be kind of crazy. I was just thinking at the end when she's like, I don't sympathize with the fact that like the horrible things she, do, she does or has done, but just seeing that she felt hurt. I mean, obviously she's a psycho, but I answers my mind. But. I just, I don't know. I felt like it would have been cool to see what her perspective was and because I feel like she could have killed um Theo multiple times yeah and she didn't I completely agree I didn't think that she was a very good villain like I feel like that happens that happens very often in books where like they kill the good villain and Mm -hmm. then it's like now all of a sudden it's this person who's like actually not scary yeah Mm -hmm. and you're like okay she's petty not that the Kaiser, like, necessarily scared me, but he was, like, disgusting. And he mm-hmm. did disgusting things. And then she just, like, killed him, which was nothing. And then all of a sudden, we're supposed to be scared of her? Like, I'm not scared of her. She's just this little spoiled brat that wants yeah. to get her way. I just thought it was, like, weird how they made her both, like, all-powerful and yet not powerful. I kind I... of liked that on, like, one side because, like, I actually, I liked seeing her crazy. That was my favorite part of her was, like, that she was, like, literally batshit insane. Yeah. But um, she wasn't a scary villain. I think that one of the cool things about making her the villain was, like, the whole, like, Theo's, um, like, not wanting to hurt her or, like, having to see Mm -hmm. her friend in a different way now and getting over the fact that they used to be friends, but mm-hmm. even so, yeah. she should have been, like, a secondary villain, not, like, the main one. Yeah, well, I think it's hard because the Kaiser really didn't care who he hurt in the end. Like, he had a main goal, but it wasn't, like, I'm just doing this for Theo. Like, 
I am, I don't care. It's going to make sure one, I keep in control. And if it hurts Theo, positive, where Crest was definitely more, I'm mostly going to hurt Theo and didn't really think through other things she could have done for control. Mm-hmm. So. Especially because they kept talking about how smart she was and stuff. And I was like, you're not being very smart. I don't know. I don't feel like her main goal was always to hurt Theo. Like, I feel like she kind of wanted to, but at the same time, like, part of her also wanted to, like, save Theo and all of the women by giving them this poison and making them stronger. Mm-hmm. That's But fair. she thought that by giving her Theo the poison that she would turn her back to her side. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Um, I also think it'd be interesting to hear it kind of from Sandrin or Dragonsbane's point, Dragonsbane's point of view, because... While Theo is on the battlefield, you hear all that, um, those two have the refugees and the wounded and are kind of doing a different side of the battle. So it's just been It might be kind of interesting to see from Blaze's perspective when he goes to the Earth's mind. Because they just, like, glaze over that part. I yeah, was going to so say, much... what's his name, Laius? Oh, Lau- Laius, yeah. And How then... he, um, I mean, he wasn't even with Theo mm-hmm. very long, so his story would be so completely different. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets captured and he gets taken to Cress and tortured, like, yeah. I just feel like his story, you don't get much of it, but there's clearly a lot more going on there. Yeah. Um, how well was this world slash how realistic kind of did it seem? I didn't like that it was just, like, confusing as to where everything was located. When I felt like it was pretty clearly... The... Is there a map? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I looked at it. I didn't look at it, so like, the that's book's probably over there. on me. Yeah, the map's at the beginning. So I thought it was... I don't know. Yeah, some books I reference the map a lot. In other books, I forget that there's even a map there. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think I looked at it at all, but I feel like it might have helped if yeah, I had. It, because it I was confused, help. too. Oh. I was confused when they were like, if we go around here, we can do this. Yeah, they're like, let's go to this mine next. And I'm like, why? Is that, like, just along the way? Like, why would you go there? Mm -hmm. But I couldn't figure it out in my head. They constantly reference the map, so. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know. Um, Do the characters seem believable? Eh, some of them. I feel like some of the character development, like seeing Art's development is really good. And also I feel like considering most of them aren't super static characters, they have kind of positives, negatives. There were some that were fairly well too. Yeah. See. Um, what about you, Emily? Yeah. All right. What do you think of the book's length, pace? Is there anything you'd cut? I thought it started out a little bit slow, but once it got into it, it was, it flowed pretty well. Yeah, I don't know. I, to be honest, this was probably my least favorite in the series. Mm-hmm, um, me too. But the third book in a series usually is because there's just so much of this, like, end Actually, battle. Tying it up. Which is kind of boring and like their whole like planning of the battle and preparing and like <laughs> traveling to each mine and I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't actually know if I liked this one or the last one less. I think I liked this one more than Lady Smoke. More yeah. happened in this one? I definitely like... liked Lady Smoke more because I remember 
like looking back on Lady Smoke, it's harder to like say I enjoyed it as much. But when I was reading it, I absolutely devoured that book. And this one, like, I enjoyed reading it. But even while I was reading it, I was just like, okay, like let's this get to the next part. This one did take me a lot longer. And... Yeah. This one did not take me that long, but I also had that like motivation to finish it. I mean, I think it only took me two days, but... Yeah. <laughs> like, smoke only took me a day, so... Yeah. Um, what do you think of the writing style? I mean, I feel like I like her writing style, so... Yeah, I really like her writing style. I think she's good. Yeah. I don't... She's not my favorite author, but I think she does a good job. Are there any questions you have at the end of this for... Oh, yeah. For the um, author, just in general, about the book... Uh, I'm wondering if she's gonna do other like uh, like other perspective and stuff, and yeah, like, like what her next novellas or something. Yeah, what if she's gonna do more books? Yeah, which I assume kind of. I mean, these I mean, are I'm very sure she'll popular. So. Keep writing. Yeah, I wonder if it's gonna be the same world or not. Yeah, mm -hmm. she'll go to like the different countries as they're setting up. Maybe she'll do up. like a spinoff. Like mm, that's fair. Like about different... new characters, mm -hmm. but in the same world. Yeah, I don't or, know. Yeah. I think she could. Yeah, I could be. It'd There's work. a lot of room. I, am, I don't know if I'd read I, that. I, but... I really like this author. I probably would read whatever she puts out next. I probably would just because you didn't like it. Not because yeah. I really feel like I need <laughs> so it. So I'll give you a review at the yeah. end. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know if I'd read specifically spinoffs of this series or if she wrote something different. If she wrote something different, I'd probably read it because I liked her writing style. Um, does this remind do you of any other books? Or have you read any other books on this topic? It kind of reminded me of the Black Witch series. Oh, Because yeah. it's all about, like, oppression and... Mm -hmm. I can see that. Yeah, kind of. Stuff. Um, just, Definitely like, the general that. theme. Yeah. That one, the next one and that one's coming out soon, right? It's like May? May. Yeah. yeah. I kind of should reread those. We should buy those. We books. really should buy them. I was thinking yeah. about that. that but we could. Yeah, except we're quarantined, well, girl. Not today. <laughs> In like five weeks. <laughs> right. I'm like, they say two weeks for schools being closed. I've heard that we'll it's going to be like see. longer, though. I've yeah. heard like a lot of people are suspecting mid April. We all work. In schools. So. Yeah, all three of us work in different schools around Oregon, so. Yeah. We'll see. Um. Then I guess book rating. So let's. I cannot remember what I read the other ones. Okay. I did this last time, I'm terrible. I well, after listening to the last two podcasts, I, I gave down? them both. I think one of them an eight and a half, and one an eight. So I would give this one a seven and a half. God, Say seven and a half. I don't remember at all what I gave. I think them. you gave them about an eight. Really? I feel like she gave them like a four or a six. Uh, she did I not like these. Lower. So. She's the hard critic. Who is a seven? She's Simon. Okay, I was wrong. Simon. You're, pa you're Paula. You are Paula. That's fine. I'm Randy. Uh, I'm completely comfortable oh, with that. That's, that's <laughs> funny. Um, I don't know. About a six. Six, seven okay. and a half. I would rate them. The first one is the best. Yeah. And then the second two are almost equally as good. There's parts to both of them that I liked. I... Read the second one faster, but I think I actually liked the third one a little bit better because I, there was more romance in it, and that's what I'm in for. Yeah. I did really like the romance in the third book, but yeah. the story I was not in for. And because the romance is so little, like, mm -hmm. it's 
Just, not a big, it was yeah. so much less blaze in this book, which yeah, that's really that's suited that's my fancy. Oh, let's talk about that. Like, the ending. Because oh. we all had different views on the ending, mm-hmm. right? I don't remember, so start I'm talking. I'm sorry, were we wrapping up? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> we're chitter-chatters. Okay, so... You said you were really sad about the ending. So what do you think was so sad? Okay. It was, I think it was just her writing that made me feel like sad about the whole thing. Like, did I want Blaze to keep being in the story? No. But it was just sad having Theo kill him and how the whole thing came to be. Because there's different parts where you see like, maybe he wouldn't have had to die that way. Maybe she, I don't know. I I know at the end, but I was just sad about how that happened more so than him dying i was i felt like the only thing i was sad about is that it's probably going to affect the her and Soren's relationship yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't think it will i think it will i think it will i don't think it will in like a way that will directly affect it but i think she's gonna be so sad and heartbroken about the fact that she's had to do this mm-hmm. that it's gonna be hard for them yeah, I agree. But since they're fictional characters, I don't suppose it matters that much. <laughs> I felt like throughout all three books, Blaze was like, I'm going to die. Like, I'm going to do this and it's going to kill me. And, like, it was, like, not so not a surprise that he died in no. the last book. Mm-hmm. I was just I like, he would. of course, like, he's going to sacrifice himself right now. Like, is this completely necessary? Probably not. But, like, would he be happy if he did not die in this battle? Absolutely not. Like, well, I don't know. I just thought that it was, like, really kind of... It was predictable. It was really predictable that he died, so I wasn't and sad about it. And predictable he died next to Theo or with her having to cause well, it. yeah. I just figured... I'm like, I figured he would die. I was just kind of hoping that it would have been in a different area of the battle causing an earthquake or something like he yeah, did. I, but I just... It was just sad having to read and feel kind of how Theo was feeling during it. I felt like the way he died was a little bit lame, like with the tree and stuff. Like, (laughs) I wish that there was, like, a big earthquake. He should have, like, shook the earth and, like, caused the buildings to fall or something. Yeah. Well, I think he was trying to. this big tree thing, and then I was like, okay, but, like, that's kind of lame like you just die from that like wow your power is not really that strong is it that's kind of what i thought too i was like he's supposed to be like so powerful and it was like oh oh you grew a big tree oh good for you (laughs) it was kind of lame but okay i also wanted to say i really liked the ending and you said that it was just okay yeah i liked how they summed it up with um soren um I kind of, I kind of thought, like, maybe Soren was just gonna, like, like, join her and, like, they would, like, be happily ever after and stuff, but I really liked how they made him, like, an ambassador because he's, like, despite the fact that, like, I think that you're right and I'm so glad you have your country back, like, I still am a Calavaxian and I want to, like, Help the Calawaxians. Yeah, help my people and stuff. And I really liked the fact that he did that. I agree. Everything. Yeah. I felt like the part that was annoying for me was just like, I don't know. I don't like when there's like anticlimactic endings. And I feel like. It was definitely tied up neatly in a bow. Yeah, I feel like. Which I liked. 
it wasn't even that big of a struggle. Like, ooh, they lost Blaze. Who cares? That's fair. Like, yeah. I felt like that too. Actually, the, like... I actually expected Heron to die when he yeah. got hurt. Me too. And then when he didn't, I, I mean, I was happy because I actually really yeah. like Heron, but at the same time, I was like, so he didn't die. Like, is it anyone gonna no die one's even in that this hurt battle? Like, right? this is the big ending battle, and you're all just like. It's not even a struggle. Which no, is also scary. you win. One of the reasons why, like, for me, Cress wasn't that scary was just mm-hmm. at the end when, like, literally, I mean, even when they are going through fighting, they talk about how, like, there's got to be something happening because this isn't that hard. Mm-hmm. We're just killing them. I mean, Theo at one point just goes super rage and kills all these Calvaxians in a room with touching them. And it's like, they're literally just like, which they never talk about that at the end either. <laughs> but. Just, I don't know. The whole time they're just like, this is easy. And mayo, mal, but it's like, don't be sad. It's easy. And they're like, but something has to be waiting. And then. Yeah. Like, I kind of, I mean, it did like, it was supposed to be like this twist, like having all those. Yeah. um, Astrians. Yeah. Like, Cress's big, like, secret weapon or whatever. But Mm -hmm. like. And I felt like that was, like, it gave me kind of anxiety when mm-hmm. I was reading that part. But then, like, how it was summed up so easily with Blaze, just, like... Tree. And he always wanted to die anyway. Yeah, I know. So it was, like... Then Heron's like, he didn't want to die. really the sacrifice? <laughs> yeah. Well, especially another moment where you're, like, if the Kaiser hadn't have died, the Kaiser would have just straight dropped that on the actual military. He would have been like, no, like... If I have a weapon that can take away all willpower, I'm going to kill all the people that are trying to fight me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to really care about these specific people. Like, he would maybe have staged that as well for her, but he wouldn't have given her a choice. He would have just made her watch it, and he would have had control. Opposed to Chris, who was like, I'm just going to let all these people die because I don't really care about the military. I suspect Thor, or Thor as she calls her, Theo, is going to just bend over because you know i have these people she's just gonna bow before me and then theo was like mm, eh. yeah it was interesting it wasn't terrible but it wasn't great <laughs> i do like how it ended with theo and Zorin figuring out a way to yeah me together because mm-hmm. you know gotta have that love story yeah, I liked how they ended it with them. That was the main thing I was saying when I said that I liked the ending. That's fair. I like the way mm-hmm. that they tied that up. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yep. Hey, thanks, Let guys. us know what you think about not just our podcast, but about the book. Yeah. Just about everything. At... Someone please email us. <laughs> yes, oh, my gosh. We literally can't. Literary cannot stop reading, all lowercase at gmail.com. Please email us, even if you're a family member who we know. Please, we just want to hear from someone. Okay, they're probably sick of hearing us say that. Oh. You know how that would Well, stop. happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah, happy yeah. St. Patrick's Day. Well, it's probably not when you're listening to this. Whatever. <laughs> Bye. Oh. <laughs>